All right, here we go. Big night tonight for the Indiana Pacers, but we're going to start with the Indianapolis Colts. Kind of an under-the-radar free agent signing today. You just never know what to expect from Chris Ballard and Ed Dodds. We're also going to talk about Ed Dodds, the assistant GM, who is a really smart guy for a non-obvious reason. But let's talk about the Colts and their signing of this Pro Bowl running back from 2018. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Ken Sterling for Tuesday, May 17th, 2022. We are brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best in the world. Yes, the best in the world. I said it. You make the call. You trust yourself. You put your dental health in his hands, and that bet is going to pay off, ladies and gentlemen. 317-849-2933, the number. Hit subscribe, punch a like button, ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. All right, and if you have a question of an urgent, you know, kind of uh, with urgency, donate. It pops up in a special graphic. I see it immediately, and I answer it immediately, too. All right, the Indianapolis Colts signed Philip Lindsay. Do you remember Philip Lindsay? Undrafted free agent out of Colorado. The Broncos signed him in 2018, and all of a sudden, bada bing, bada boom, he goes to the Pro Bowl. He gains 1,000 yards in each of his first two seasons, first undrafted free agent running back to do that in his first two seasons. Then a spate of injuries were suffered by Lindsey. He had a concussion, he had a hip, he had a knee, he had a turf toe that robbed him of some games, and all of a sudden the bloom was off the rose. He was a former Bronco and uh, became a Texan last year and then was released and became a Dolphin. By the way, with the Texans, he had his most productive game at Lucas Oil Stadium against the Colts. Seven rushes for 39 yards, two catches for 15 yards, 54 total yards. That was his big day of the season last year. He's coming in, you would think, because, hey, you know what? Maybe Naheem Hines is a full-time starter, kind of in the slot, is kind of that Sproles guy, and they need a dedicated backup to Jonathan Taylor. That's what this looks like, doesn't it? So Philip Lindsay coming to the Indianapolis Colts on a, you know what, you, you give him a little bit of money, you see what he's got left in the tank, if he can get on the field, you feel pretty good as a rookie. He averaged like five and a half yards a carry. He was really good as a rookie. Second year, still pretty good. Third year, wah, wah, not so good. It's kind of what happens to running backs, but maybe there's something left there, and it's well worth pursuing if you're the Indianapolis Colts. Um, interesting stat by a guy named Jeremy Kemsky who covers the Eagles for the Philly Voice. The previous 13 teams, and this goes back to 2016, the previous 13 teams that generated 30 or more turnovers in a season, their defense generated those turnovers, came back the next year with at least six fewer and an average of 12.8 fewer. The Colts, as we are well aware, 33 turnovers last year, the Cowboys with 34. But the Colts with 33 turnovers, if they are the average NFL team in terms of turnover generation the year after they have 30 or better, they're gonna have 20 next year if they are at the very top of the window for those 13 teams. They're going to have 27 next year. It is really unusual to get as many as 33. I know Darius Leonard still talks about 40. 
you lose Matt Eberflus, his defense was predicated upon generating turnovers. We'll see if with Gus Bradley at the helm of the defense, if that defense can continue to generate a bunch of turnovers. Hell, Darius Leonard generated 12 by himself. That is a lot. That's an enormous amount. He, he forced eight fumbles. That's the seventh most in a season tied for the seventh most in NFL history. That's a hell of a thing. Darius Leonard, really, really good. The Colts, their job is to punch that ball free. Maybe they start tackling the guy instead of punching at the ball. I hope they can keep their turnover statistics at that level, but tackle the guy more often shy of the sticks. Let's see if they can do that. Great piece in The Athletic about Ed Dodds, the assistant general manager, kind of the lieutenant for Chris Ballard, who teams keep nosing around. They keep asking to interview, and Ed keeps saying, nah, he does his research and, and he balks. He says if it's life-changing money, you know what, you take the job. If it's not, you don't screw up a good situation by going to a bad situation. This makes Ed Dodds really, really smart. Like, I, I've never understood the mindset of guys who are willing to relocate their families, and Ed Dodds is only 42, relocate their families for 10 grand. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Like, it, that's disruptive for a family. And if you don't have to move, don't. Like, if, if, if you're Ed Dodds and Chris Ballard is your boss with the Colts and Jim say is his boss, it is unlikely in the extreme that over the next 24 months there's going to be a change in that position, right? You're living a good life in Indianapolis. You're happy. Don't screw with happy. Ever, ever, ever. You're happy. You wake up in the morning with a smile on your face. Your wife wakes up with a smile on her face. Your kids wake up with smiles on their faces or husband or whatever, right? You don't screw with that. That is that you've hit the home run. No matter what your job is, no matter what you're getting paid, everybody wakes up with a smile. Life is good. Let's go. Right? Great piece by uh, Zach Kiefer with The Athletic. Um, the Athletic, I know they're not doing great money-wise, but uh, on more than occasionally, you know what? They do really, really good work, and I enjoy, their, uh, I enjoy being a paying subscriber to The Athletic. i got to tell you the truth. Um, Colts. What are they going to do at wide receiver? I don't know, but they keep working the back end of the roster, and you got to love Chris Ballard for that. I know he gets made fun for it, right? You can see Ivan right there. Oh, wait. Can you see Ivan? You can kind of see Ivan behind the tree. We'll show you at the end of the show. All right? He, this GM job is not going to be open anytime soon, so Dodds is not going to get it in all likelihood before he goes someplace else. He turned down opportunities to interview with the Browns, to interview with the Bears, and good for him. You don't want to be the general manager of the Chicago Bears. I promise you, you don't. Don't take a bad job ever when you've got a good job. You got a good job at this level, don't take a bad job at that level. It's just common sense, for the love of God. Uh, let's talk about the Pacers, all right? Ten and a half percent chance they are going to get the number one overall pick. They've never had the number one overall pick in the history of of their NBA franchise kind of thing, right? They've had a run of almost 50 years. What's it been, 45 years, 46 years? 
in the NBA, they've never had the number one overall pick. They may get it tonight. They also have a 10.5% chance of getting the number two pick, 10.5% of getting the number three pick, 10.5% of getting the number four pick. So that's 42 for all of you math wizards out there. 42% chance they get one of the first four picks. And with one of the first four picks, you are likely to be able to draft Jaden Ivey. Jaden, Maiden, Indiana. How about that? Jaden, Maiden, Indiana. Perfect. Uh, yet to Chet. We do not want Chet Holmgren. And I'll tell you why in a second. Uh, Smith is a myth. I don't need Jabari Smith. Uh, follow Paolo out the door. We don't need Paolo Panchero. I'm, I'm not a giant fan of him. Shaden is fading. Shaden with the, uh, kind of with Kentucky, never played a, a single minute for Kentucky basketball. He's coming out in the draft. And, and maybe, although I, Cal Perry still says it's not a done deal that he's going to stay in the draft. That was the last I heard. If you're going to be a top five guy in the draft, you do not stay at Kentucky. That is a pay cut, all right? You're not taking a pay cut to go to the NBA when you're going to be drafted in the top five or six. Jaden Ivey is the guy. Jaden Ivey, with Tyrese Halliburton in the backcourt, will be badass. And here's the thing that may happen that I think would be unbelievably cool, that they also trade into the non-lottery portion of the first round, say somewhere between 15 and 19, and take Nikola Jovic. He's 6'10", and he might wind up being a better pro than Chet Holmgren. I love uh, Nikola Jovic, not just because of his name. He's got game. You want a 6'10 guy with guard skills? Jovic is that guy. Holmgren from Gonzaga, all right? Gonzaga, these are the winners that they've thrown in to the NBA. Domas Sabonis, the best other than John Stockton, of all the Gonzaga players ever to go into the NBA. So we're going to kind of restrict ourselves to that Mark Few era, which is over 20 years uh, deep of guys going to the NBA. Kelly Olenek, pass. Adam Morrison, pass. Jalen Suggs, ah, Jalen Suggs might be pretty good. But Gonzaga, if Chet Holmgren playing in that conference out there seven feet tall with guard skills, the next Dirk Nowitzki. If, if Chet Holmgren is the next Dirk Nowitzki, he'd have dropped 35, 40, 50 on somebody at Gonzaga instead of doing what he did. I'm not taking a Gonzaga guy ever, ever, ever at that level of the draft. In fact, I'm not taking one at any portion of the draft because I'm not into mediocrity. I don't want mediocre players on my team, so I'm not going to knowingly take one. Sabonis being the exception, maybe Suggs being an exception. Um, this is this going to be all kinds of fun, right? 1% uh, chance they get the ninth overall pick. They will not do worse than ninth tonight. That's when you start getting nervous as they reveal the teams. 9% at number 8. 27% number 7. 20% uh, number 6. 2% number 5. That's because a lot of the teams above them have a good likelihood of winding up with the fifth overall pick. So we'll see what happens with the Pacers, but they've got about a coin flip opportunity to wind up in the top four of the draft. That would be awesome. And top four, if I can take Ivy one, I take him one. If I can take him four, I take him four. Best player in the draft, he is the best component piece with what the Pacers already got. 
I'm never drafting for uh, to weakness in the top five, ever. I'm taking Jaden Ivey. He's got John Morant in him, and he's probably going to be a better defender. Taking Jaden Ivey. All right, uh, PGA, no Mickelson, no problem. I don't care. It doesn't make any difference. The guy's 51 years old. He had his day in the sun. It's over for Phil Mickelson. All right? And uh, here's how you make a decision. If you are, um, and, and by the way, Philip Lindsay signing with the Indianapolis Colts, according to the Indianapolis Star, being reported by the Indianapolis Star. I didn't credit them early. Apologies. I always try to do that when somebody else has got information and I can't independently corroborate it. So that's according to the star. Um, here's what I do if I'm a golfer. And I got a question about something like the Live Tour. I pick up the phone and I call Jack Nicholas, And I say, Jack, what would you do? And here's what Jack Nicholas would do because it's what he did. He turned down $100 million from the Live Tour. Once verbally, once in writing, according to Nicholas. 82 years old, he turned down short money with the Saudis to be true to the PGA Tour. Phil should pick up the phone, stop trying to figure everything out himself. Hello, Jack, what would you do? Well, Phil, I got to tell you the truth. Greg Norman's running that show because I turned it down. That's all you need to know. Nicholas turned it down, and Norman, who will do anything for a buck, is in charge. I am not jumping ship from the PGA to join that, uh, you know, gypsy freak show. I'm just not doing it. If I'm Phil Mickelson, if I'm anybody, even if I'm Lee Westwood, and if you're Lee Westwood, why wouldn't you go play for, you know, millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars? I'm not doing it. But especially Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson made a, an idiotic mistake. Idiotic. And I love Brandon Shambley uh, last night on the Golf Channel. By the way, they do a great job. The Golf Channel does a better job of covering golf than any network that supports a league does on behalf of that league. They are better than the NFL Network, NBA Network, MLB, all of them. They are great at what they do. And Shambley said yesterday that Phil Phil's work and, and his... His media uh, appearances, and, and one Phil says was off the record, we know it wasn't, um, made his work in the 2006 U.S. Open look like it was strategic. That's how big he botched that thing, and he did. Completely idiotic. Um, Want to repeat for the people who are on here live, the Colts, they signed Philip Lindsay a pro bowler as a rookie in 2018. He was an undrafted free agent out of Colorado. Uh, he's had injuries. Hopefully he's over those injuries. The Colts take a flyer on him. They need a backup. If they're going to utilize JT and Naheem Hines simultaneously, which I think they got to do, you got to be creative and do that, you need a backup running back for Jonathan Taylor. Or if Taylor goes down, you will at two different positions. One being where Taylor is replaced, and the other, what Hines currently does, which is going to be that widget Sproles guy. Tomorrow morning, breakfast with Ken. I can't wait to talk to you then. Let's go. By lefty, exactly. I don't care. If, if, you're not, if you're not going to invest in Professional Golfers Association of America, to hell with you.
You want the Saudi cash? Jump for the Saudi cash. I'm not doing it. You wouldn't do it. He does it. Goodbye. You're dead to me. Talk to you tomorrow morning. Go Pacers. Let's go.